Blog Talk Radio. Well, praise the Lord, and welcome to LiveDeliverance.com, here on BlogTalkRadio.com. This is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. But if you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, dates, and locations that you hear us on. Although we would love to proliferate the area, airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. All those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Having said all of that, now we can get down to the business of the kingdom. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any requests, any uh, comments or questions about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions and make those comments. But now join me in the word of prayer as we sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this time, in this place, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. I now decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness and joy. Heavenly Father, Quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the spirit and in the fullness of his grace. 
as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you've made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, beloved, this is going to be part three of the company you keep. And uh, we're going to kind of go back a little bit and review and then pick it up and try to get through uh, some more of this because <clears throat> these are, are truths that we really have to grasp and then function in. And as we do that, you will cause yourself to to go to higher, higher heights and deeper depths into God. He wants us to work these things in so he can work them out. Okay, because it's, it's God that works in you, both to do and to will of his good pleasure. See, so you work it in, he'll cause it to come out, it'll flow out. Our victory is made sure, our victory and or our defeat is made sure by the company that we keep. It's all left up to you. You can either win or you can be stuck in a place trying to get to victory. See, I'm not trying to uh, be stuck in the place trying to get the victory because he's already given us the victory. We've got to recognize, realize, understand, comprehend that the word that he sent, but that was enough because he sent his word to heal you. To join yourself with people who live in those who allow disappointments or hurts or fears or injuries, things that have happened to them or either – uh, to someone that they know Because a lot of times you, you, you listen at people And they pull you down Into their mess Amen That's why it says that You're supposed to get out of the way If you find that the person Does not have the knowledge of God in them it says Get away from that person I don't particularly care If it's somebody in your family You, you need to stop letting them speak Into your life Amen I understand that, that you have to uh, see them on the gospel of Jesus Christ shine out of your heart. See, do what and to his own, and his own received him not. And so what did he do? He said, I'm doing the will of the Father by telling them truth. See, he didn't just have to uh, get them to agree with him because people didn't. And, and uh, it was a crowd of people. And Jesus himself asked his disciples, the 12, he asked them, would y'all leave too? And then Peter said, well, no, you, you're the one that has the, the words of life, so I'm going to have to stay. Because some of the things that, that Jesus says to us, the word of God says to us, it is hard to, to, to deal with. And the only reason it is really hard, beloved, is because we have made a decision to do it our way. Uh, he says in First John chapter 5 that his commandments, they are not grievous. They're not hard. But if you want your way, well, now we got a problem. And that's basically what we do. We, we end up in, in situations that we uh, were not supposed to be in. We were never intended to be in. Okay, please understand. Man was created to live forever. He was not created to die. But because Adam sinned and everything reproduces after his own kind, then we're going to be born in that same sin that Adam did. And it's not that God couldn't have turned, uh, stopped and did the whole thing over again, but he would have lost the you that is. Okay, please understand that. 
If God started the whole thing over again, then you would not have been descendants of Adam. I didn't say it would be uh, good or bad. It just wouldn't be the same. You understand what I'm saying? See, God had a plan, and he sticks to his plan. Glory to God. I, I hope we can hear that, that God has a plan, and he sticks to his plan. So then it would do us good to stick to his plan also, wouldn't it? But we kind of improvise on, on, on call audibles, if you will. <laughs> See, not, not walking in the steps, that we're not following uh, Christ, that Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. See, we keep doing the ad lib thing, and that's not going to get you anywhere that will cause victory. You can go through things and, 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 and cause enjoyment. The Bible says that sin has pleasure for a season, but you were made for eternity. Please get the understanding here. If the word of God lives and abides forever. Your temporary solution that's not going to last forever So that's why we need to just Submit ourselves to him now, Usually those things that, 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 that people Have allowed to stay in their lives uh, Longer than they should Happens out of unforgiveness Frustrations Fears So God wants us to To, 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 to function in the now Of his word Now faith is He wants us to live there you know, if you live in the spirit, by the spirit, in the now, you take care of all, your past, your present, and your future. Yeah, because you're living in your now. You're living in that which is. Jesus said he was, he's the one that was and is and is to come. He is all of that, and we are complete in him. So he takes care of our past, our present, and our future. See, so that if he's the one taking care of it, I'll just ask this question, then what to, to work out if he's already worked it out? My job in preordained steps. That would be my job, see? And as we walk in preordained steps, then we're walking out the victory that he gave us in the beginning. Amen. Amen. I, you know, those things kind of sound strange to our ears, you know? That, that if I walk in my now, I'm taking care of my future? Yes, you really are. Most of the times, beloved, what we do is we walk in our past and we rehearse it and repeat it. Amen. If we stop doing that, then we just go, because this is the day. See, this, I'm walking in my now. This scripture right here helps you walk in your now. This is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice. And I'll be glad in it. So then when I wake up the next day, the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't wake up today and then be frustrated and, and try to straighten out the things that were yesterday. No, I let that be an operation of the spirit because God is the one. Okay, let's just look at it so you can hear some of these scriptures come alive. He said, that if you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He just took care of your past right then, didn't he? As I confess, that's my now, isn't it? So that he can open up to me my future, all in one scripture. See? But we want to, I guess what we're trying to do, 
<laughs> wow. What we're trying to do is we're trying to function by the paragraph we think God said instead of the word that he said. Because inside of a paragraph, there might be a lot of words. So that means we can see that, that maybe we got a lot of options because the, 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 the paragraph is what we want. We want to have all of the details, all the, the I's dotted and the creed T's crossed. But if I just walk in the word, the word will take me through and to everything that I need. The word will take you to and through everything that you need. Glory to God. That's one of those ones you can write that down. The word of God will take you to and through everything that you need. So then as God is taking me to it, I know that he will also faithfully take me through it. Amen. That's why I follow him. I walk in preordained steps. Because my steps, which are ordered of the Lord, as I walk in them, then I'm walking in the faith that he gave me for the day. He told me not to take any thought for tomorrow because tomorrow will take care of the, the evil that's in tomorrow will take care of itself. It's, it's sufficient for that day. Mm-mm-mm. So, so we've got to take the, the, the knowledge of past hurts and pains and, and let them go because they will almost always lead you into bondage. Because unforgiveness blinds us. And blind people lead blind people into a ditch. It's a non-productive waste of time and energy. But I just want you to know that. We've got to leave the past. Once you confess it, then God's the one that deals with it. He's the one. Okay, so I can hear it. Just a week I said the scripture, but let's just hear it. He said, if I confess my sins, he is faithful. So what part do I have to play in what he does? Okay? See, if I confess my sin, he then gets, goes into operation. He will forgive the sin and cleanse. Okay? No, I'm not trying to, to get you to say that the, the sin that you did was okay and, you know, how we phrase things saying that, you know, God knows my heart. And, oh, yes, he does. And he knows your heart is wicked above all things. It's desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? See? So he's asking you to draw nigh to him so that he can draw nigh to you. The motion that we need in our life, wow, wow. The motion that we need in our life is to become closer to him. That's the only motion that we need. Because as you become closer to him, one of the things he's going to do is he's going to show you the areas that you are not releasing your heart to him. He's calling unto you. He's wooing you, the Bible says. He wants you to come unto him. Because in his presence, that's the only place joy can be made full. So then if I'm thinking about all of my past, then I cannot be functioning or operating in the present, can I? In his presence. See? I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that, that we've got to stop fighting ourselves, beloved. See? Trying to, to work things out. Let's go ahead and just take time to talk to him. That's what Adam did. 
Yeah. At the end of every day, Adam was, God and Adam were found walking together, fellowshipping together in the cool of the day. God was saying to him the things that he wanted him to do day by day. He told him, all right, just so that we get it, Adam didn't go to school to learn how to do anything. God made him in the sixth day, and he went to the seventh day of rest, and then he started doing what he was supposed to do in the next day. Why? Because everything, you are complete in him. Everything that he needed was already on the inside. So that if there was something that, that, that the day brought to him, that there was a, 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 a place where he didn't move correctly, God would straighten him out. First John 1, 9 didn't get in the Bible at the end of the Bible because it was in God. So First John 1, 9 had to be in the Garden of, of, of Eden, hadn't it? Otherwise, it's not going to be, the, it would not have been there, which liveth and abideth forever. The last time I checked, forever has to start at the beginning, and it goes through to the end. Otherwise, it's not forever. Amen. See? So the promise that we see that was written at at 1 John 1, 9, that was already in God. So Adam didn't have to worry about uh, uh, mistakes. Basically, what Adam lived in is a place where there was perpetual opportunity. Amen. Because, again, God was not going to be the one to condemn him. Romans 8.1 didn't start in the middle of the Bible. It was there in the beginning. Because in the beginning was the word. And without the word, there was nothing made that was made. See? So then your path, your, your, your pathway for victory was made in the beginning. Preordained steps. Once I get this in my thinking, then that causes me to have rest. Because, again, God has my past, my present, and my future already worked out for me. So then I simply, the easiest thing that we should do is connect our past so that we can get it, it can become lost in our present so that we can enjoy our future. Cause your past to be lost in your present, surrounded by him, surrounded by his grace, surrounded by his love. Let your past be lost there. Paul said it an uh, interesting way. <laughs> All right, I'm just going with a guy, y'all. Turn to, um, turn to uh, Philippians, just so that you can see this. Wow, Philippians chapter 3. See, we need to let our past become lost in our present that's covered by him so that we can open up our future. Okay, let's read, the, um, let's read what Paul had to go through. Because Paul, he, his life was jacked up before he decided to submit to God. I mean, the man was... The man was practicing murder. He did it in a way that sounded good, looked good, was acceptable in the day. But Paul was going around killing Christians. Amen. You, okay. You do remember what happened with Stephen, right? Uh, y'all, let's just see it so that, you know, everybody can see that. Turn to Acts 
so we can just see how this is uh, how this is laying out. Because Paul was kind of a bad dude. You didn't want to mess with Paul. But see, Paul got to the place where he understood, I have to get my past, I have to cause it to be lost in my presence that's in him. Because in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Listen to this this from from Paul's uh, own words, okay? Because Paul was, he was messed up, man. Um. Acts, Acts chapter 6, when we start introducing us to Stephen, who is a man that was full of, verse 8, who is a man that was full of faith and, and power, all right? And so then, so that you can see how it, how it works, how we should get this thing done, <laughs> that Paul... Um, and now we go again. Just want you to see it in that that Stephen was a man that was uh, connected to God. It said he was full of faith and power. It, you're going to you're going to need that so that your past does not mess up your your future. All right. Let's look at what happened in chapter seven when Stephen was again verse fifty five. So that we can just come into it. Uh, wow. I, I, I want to say these things. Uh, to you, uh, how I how I received this, I was reading this and understanding what Stephen was going through, thinking that I'm going through all kind of uh, uh, situations and pains and all that. Stephen's heart was pure because he was full of faith and power. Okay, this this was what was happening when Stephen was given an account. He was just simply telling them uh, what the word said. He was telling them of, of, of how we are supposed to enter into uh, the goodness of God. And so Stephen was, was giving the, 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 the theologically of everything that happened. And they weren't too happy about uh, hearing this because in verse 51, he told them that, that they were stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears. And you always resist the Holy Ghost. As your fathers did. These people were mad when they heard this kind of stuff. Uh, you, you don't just talk about my ancestry like that. <laughs> As your fathers did. Which of the prophets have your fathers not persecuted? Which have they not slain? Uh, which was uh, sold before the coming of the just one? Of whom you now are the betrayers and murderers. Whom have received the law by the disposition of, of angels, but you didn't keep it. God heard, gave you the word, but you wouldn't keep it. He gave you the promise, but you wouldn't keep it. You went back to the, the things that were old and distant that, that, that could not be completed anyway. You wanted to hold on to that, and you threw away your future because you didn't deal with your now effectively. And when they heard this, verse 54, they, these things, they were cut to the heart, and they, <clears throat> it says they gnashed on They bit the man. <laughs> okay. They gnashed on him with their teeth, but he, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked steadfastly into heaven, and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open, and the Son of God, the Son of God, the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. I mean, you're going to have to be full of the Holy Ghost. When they were attacking Stephen, 
Stephen decided not to look at the attack, but to look steadfastly to heaven. Is, Is that generally where we hold ourselves up? Do we look steadfastly to heaven? I guess what me, I'm just, I'm me. What I would probably been doing right there is I'd have been saying, God, see what they're doing to me. See how they treat me, God. Because, see, I'm not trusting you now, God. Actually, I'm found to be accusing you, God. You let them do this to me. But Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked steadfastly into heaven. And because he did that, come on, y'all, come on. It said that he saw the glory of God. If you're going through anything in your life and you get a glimpse of the glory, whatever you're going through won't matter no more. Stephen saw the glory of God. (laughs) Come on, y'all. I love the word and. That means that as a conjunction, that there are two things going on simultaneously. He said that Stephen looked steadfastly into heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God. I mean, you get to, if, if we walk correctly in the spirit, work correctly in the spirit, we'll see things in both dimensions. Stephen knew he was being attacked. They was biting the man. They gnashed upon the man. Okay. And Stephen responded to Stephen responded to the glory and did not respond to the mess. Ah, I hope you all see this. I mean, the, the, the way to experience victory is to respond to the glory. Didn't it say that where sin did abound much more, did grace abound? Re- respond to the glory. Don't let yourself get caught up in the the, the hurt and the pain. Respond to the glory. God has already sent your answer before the problem got started. Remember, he will not have any other gods before him. He's a jealous God that way. So he's going to provide your answer prior to the test. Okay? we We need to get this. It says, God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, and will, with the temptation, make a way of escape that you may be able to bear. He said, with the temptation, or at the same time the temptation is there, your way of escape is there. Stephen, looking steadfastly to heaven, saw the glory of God and Jesus. Is the song I wish to sing, Jesus is the answer. Well, see, he saw the glory of God and the answer for whatever he was in. Glory to God. He saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. And they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. Witnesses laid hands, uh, laid down their clothes at the young man's feet, whose name was Saul. Okay? Paul was participating in murder. He, they said they, they laid the man's clothes at Saul's feet. That means he was there agreeing to whatever was happening. Amen. See, that's why I was saying Paul wrote things 
from a perspective that we don't even think about. He, he was in the mess. He was toe up from the flow up. And God still was going to use him because of the conversion, because of the power of the resurrection. We're going to see in just a minute here. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice and, and, and said, Lord, lay not this uh, to their charge. Lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. I'll give you one more little point here, just a parenthetical thing. Um, turn back to John. These are, this was days, okay, that this was happening. Turn back to John chapter 20, and I want you to kind of see what, what was happening here in, 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 in the book of Acts, okay? Jesus had just been crucified. And then he came back in John chapter 20, verse verse um verse 19 and and Jesus came back this is what he did he said the same day at the evening being the first day of the week the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled uh for the fear of the Jews came then what happened then Jesus came and stood in the midst of them okay just so that we can kind of get some stuff here y'all it's not spooky it is a spiritual expression but notice the doors were locked right and Jesus came into the room where they, were, where they were without opening the door. Kind of think about that. He'll come in where you are to help settle you so that you can win. Okay? And he came and stood in the midst of them. I mean, remember now it says that the doors were shut. Okay? Locked, if you would, from the inside. But we're going to have to let Jesus, the Bible says he stands at the door knocking, and if you will open the door, he'll come in, won't he? See? But this time, to show his power, he walked smooth through the wall. (laughs) And he stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be unto you. And when he said this, he showed unto them his hands and his side. And then were the disciples glad they saw the Lord. Then Jesus said to them, Peace be unto you. Excuse me. And then Jesus said to them again. That was I couldn't run over that word, y'all. Because Jesus has already declared over your life peace. You're called unto peace. He's already declared that over your life. So when the situation comes up, please be looking for him because you will hear him say to you, in your situation, in your times of trouble, he will say, peace be unto you. Glory to God. A lot of times we are so agitated that we didn't find the peace. But he's going to speak it in every situation that you come. They were shut up for fear of the Jews. And Jesus came into that situation with them, into the assembly and said, peace be unto you. As my father has sent me, even so send I you. And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Follow the instructions. This is how the Holy Ghost is going to function. He said, receive the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins you retain, they are retained. He said, I want you to get the power of the Holy Ghost, but you're not going to get it if you're mad, upset, frustrated at people. He said, whosoever sins you remit, 
they got them. You can leave them with them. But whosoever sins you retain, that's going to be your problem. He says, I want you to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, but you can't do it with unforgiveness, active or unforgiveness that's stored up, okay? This word was spoken. It's a fresh word in the body of Christ right now, right? Then when you get over to Acts chapter 7, this is what happened. They were stoning Stephen. And, and, and Stephen said, Lord, don't lay this to the charge. First, when they start biting on the man, probably, you know, how flesh does. You don't want to put up with it. You want to get away from him. But when he said, do this, watch. He said, Lord, he, 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 he kneeled down with the what kind of voice? Loud voice. And say, don't lay this to the charge. He was not trying to reach heaven. Glory to God. He was not trying to reach heaven by loud voice. That was not why he had a loud voice there. He was trying to speak down through the annals of time so that we can hear him say, in the time where you are hurting and, 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 and being accused and beaten, abused, he said, in the time, say this, Lord, don't lay this to their charge. So we hear that being echoed through the annals of time. That's the, the, the path of victory for us. And then when he said that, then he said, and when he said that, he did what? He fell asleep. It didn't say he died, did it? It said he fell asleep. The peace that Jesus said that he left, a peace that's not as the world leaves, it's a peace that works. It's a peace that overcomes. It's a peace that starts in victory and takes you from glory to glory, victory from victory. This is the stuff Paul had to begin to understand. So Paul was there when he was killing, when they were killing Stephen. Then let's go and hear the, the testimony of, 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 of what is happening after Paul was converted. Oh, Lord. I mean, I just see so much now. It's, Paul saw the, the agony that, that Stephen was going through, participated in that agony. And then Jesus came to him and said on the road to Damascus, he said, uh, uh, Paul, why are you persecuting me? And Paul said, well, who you is? And he said, it's me, the Lord, the one that died for your sin. And then Paul got the revelation. Next thing you know, God told Paul what things he was going to suffer because of walking the walk. He hadn't even taken a step. He hadn't yet stepped out of the sin in his mind. He was still thinking he was okay. On the road to Damascus, he was going to take anyone that was in that way and kill them, turn them over to the, the people to be killed. And God got right in the middle of that thing. Okay? And then you see Paul giving that same information to us. Watch this. The letter of uh, Philippians chapter 3. Finally, brothers... Rejoice in the Lord always. To write the same things to you is not indeed grievous, but it is for you safe. He says, beware of dogs, the company that you keep. Beware of dogs and the evil workers. Beware of the concision. For we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. 
Boy, that's a powerful statement there. He says, we're not supposed to have any confidence in the flesh. So then if you're trying to get people to stop causing your flesh to be irritated, that would be a sign that you have confidence in the thing you think your flesh can provide. Amen. Because if you were uh, believing God and had confidence in God, then you wouldn't be mad because somebody's trying to help, help you crucify your flesh. I found that out some time ago that the only thing the devil can do actually is, is cause me to be stronger in the Lord. If I have a decision that I've made up that this is what I want to do, that I want to please him, that I want to glorify him in my flesh, in my body, see, then every time the devil comes at me with whatever this is or that is, I'm not mad because all you're doing is giving me an opportunity to lay my life down. Father, don't lay this to their charge. Come on. It says, and have no we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit. Oh, Lord. I mean, come on, y'all. He said, we are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. We don't try to do it with spirit and flesh. We stay in the spirit. Stephen, looking steadfastly up to heaven, saw glory. Saw Jesus. He saw the answer before him. He didn't take much time uh, dealing with the problem before him. When you have a bank account that has uh, $700 in the bank and you get a bill that comes for $25, you're not mad about that bill because you already see the answer for that bill. That's why we worship God in the spirit. So our sight would be on spiritual things. And rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Though I might have confidence in the flesh, and if any man thinketh that he have whereof that he might trust in the flesh, I got more. You think I, I had letters that they gave me to go kill people. Permission, if you would. Without being thrown in jail, I can do whatever I want to do because I got permission. You say, you think you got, some, you got it worked out? I the more. Circumcised, this is, this is my life. You want to talk, let's talk about my life. I was circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews. As such in the law, I was a Pharisee. Concerning zeal, I was the one persecuting the church. Touching the righteousness which is of the law, I was blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I counted for loss. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things to be lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, my Lord, for whom I suffer the loss of all things and do count them but but dung that I may win Christ. See, Paul is telling us the the, the steps that he had to go through to get to where he was. I was was persecuting the church. I was walking so good and upright that in righteousness of the law, I'm the dude. I was blameless. I practice this stuff religiously. Everybody knows about me. They said, but those things that were gained to me, glory to God. Please look at the phrase there. He said, those things that were gained. So he's not reaching back to get them now. They were gained. So when you are faced with a situation, a circumstance, 
Do you still reach for the things that the flesh can provide? Just as a question. I ain't trying to beat you up. I'm trying to wake you up. Amen. Because we're getting closer to the end than it's ever been. And he's coming back for a church that is going to have no spot, blameless. They won't have any wrinkles. They won't have any such thing. But that we would be holy. That's what he's coming back for. So then if you're still reaching back for, for, for the, 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 the things that you used to be able to do, yeah, we used to cuss somebody out and go to church and feel good about it. God said he used to wink at that stuff, but now he's commanding all men everywhere to repent. Just stop that. We're not looking. That's not going to cause us to advance the, the cause of Christ. That's been the thing that is, has messed people up because they saw hypocritical acting Christians. They, they were called Christians because they did what Christ told them to do. They did what Christ would do. They weren't called Christians because they would go and repent uh, on Sunday after having all kind of hell raised on Saturday. I know that's what we grew up with. I know that. But that's not what he called us to. Amen. And you can't even get mad and, and blame those pastors that, that, that did that. They were only following the example that they had in front of them. Amen. Because, you know, the flesh is weak. The spirit is willing, but, but my flesh no, didn't crucify it. If the, if the flesh is dead, it can't do nothing, can it? I ain't never seen a dead man sin one time. Amen. <laughs> it says, but, but those things which were gained to me, those are the things. <laughs> did, you, did you get that? He said the things that were gained. He had to count them as lost. There was no benefit in them. I, I'm not going to even try to, to, to work or angle that, you know, that, that makes it look. No, they were, they were lost to me. But do we honestly do this with our thinking, with our hearts? That we say, no, 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 can't do that because to do that means I just lost. You remember about the, 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 the talents and Jesus is coming back to see uh, what you did with the talent? And the one man said, I, I hid my talent in the day. And then Jesus said, I'm going to judge you according to what you think. You think I'm a, a, a man that's hard and, and I, I come to reap where I didn't sow. See, you didn't hear. I gave you everything that you would need. Okay, just so I get it, the man that was saying uh, he, he didn't want to do nothing with the talent, he didn't understand he had been given the talent, hadn't he? And Jesus said, well, you should have did something. Give it to the people that's working. So at least when I come back, I'll have uh, interest on my talent. You did nothing with it. You didn't tell everybody about me. You didn't show them how, how, how the life that I've asked you to live is an easy life. You hid it. Because you thought I was being mean. Hmm. Take it from the one that, that take, take it from him and give it to the one that got the ten. That's not fair. Yes, it is. That man used what I gave him. This man hid what I gave him. So if you hide, good God. So when you hide what he has given you, that means you probably are showing something that you shouldn't be showing. Because you hid what was valuable, and you're going to release what's not valuable. Amen. 
said, I counted it lost for Christ. Yea, doubtless, I count all things, all things lost. My God, my God. I mean, are we there? <clears throat> that <laughs> for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ. He says, I count it this way so I can get an increase in revelation so that I can see him better, looking steadfastly unto heaven. I, I, I want to know what would he do? What would he say? I, I've counted my position of thought as, as, as worthless to me. What would he say? That's not just a, a, a wristband, WWJD. No, that means, okay, I'm looking for what he would say. I'm not doing that to display to y'all that I'm holy. I'm doing it so that I will be able to please him. What would he say? What is the word of the Lord for me? He wants to get me out of this situation, but I can't get out of the situation by trying to get back, get revenge. I need to hear, what? don't lay this to their charge. Yea, Dallas, I count all things but lost because I want to have the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ, who is my Lord. Hmm. For whom I've suffered the loss of all things. This is why I give it up, Jesus. Why do I give it up? Because you are Lord. If I keep a hold to it and, and, and keep rehearsing it and keep doing it my way, it's evident that you are not Lord, are you, Jesus? I'm doing this because I want you to know. I, I, I want heaven and earth to know you are Lord. When you look at my heart, I want you to know that's a heart that's submitted to you. And when the people that's expecting me to react the other way that I always react, they're going to say, no, 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 no. Somebody done got to him. He's done changed. Yeah, I've suffered the loss of all things, and I do count them but done. That I may have the advantage that Christ left me to use. That I might win him. Watch this. That I this is what took me here, where we got how I got in this 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 dissertation right here. It says that I may be found in him. Well, if I'm found in him, that means I've lost everything else. Because the only place that you, my address, if you would, is going to be in Christ alone. It's supposed to be that if you see me, you see Christ. That's what he left us. He said, when you see me, you see the Father. As he is, so, is, so am I in this world. See? We need to see Jesus. He says, I am lost, yea, doubtless I count this all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge, for the excellency of the knowledge. Come on, y'all. For the excellency of the knowledge. Knowledge is the information that comes from heaven that we are living in. And wisdom would be the use of the knowledge that we have. Is that correct? See? Because you can know you can quote scriptures and not use them. See, that's not wisdom on display. That's memory on display. 
But when I have the knowledge, when I know him, I'm intimate with him. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you disciplined, my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, be intimate with the truth, and the truth that you are intimate with, that's what's going to make you free. Not the truth that you parading around so everybody can see it. You know 15 scriptures. No, you live in that. That's your address, that I might be found in him. Hallelujah. That, that he abides there. That's what happened to, to Enoch. Enoch had this testimony that before he was, he was translated, he had this testimony that he pleased God. I was just walking. Somebody said this. Him and God was just walking and, and talking, and God just continued to take him further and further. Next thing you know, he looked around and said, you closer to heaven than you is to your house. Come on, let's go. See? Because he is moved by our response to him. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Stephen got stoned. Did you notice what it was, what it said? It said that Stephen saw Jesus standing at the right hand of the Father. See? So the, doing the word with the right heart causes Jesus to move. He came from a seated position to a standing position. See? His obedience, not just in, in doing it, but the obedience of a heart. Move Jesus. Stephen said, don't lay this to this, God. I've got rocks, stones. Hit me upside the head. And I'm going to say while the stones are still being thrown, don't lay this to their charge. This is not uh, me going to, to talk to you four or five hours after the thing that happened. No, this is active. That's what Jesus did when they were stabbing him in the side, and he had nails in his arms. And he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That was active forgiveness, not convenient forgiveness when you ain't around the people no more. Stephen was being stoned, and he said, this is how I'm going to follow Christ. Don't lay this to their charge. And immediately after that statement, he went to sleep. I'm hoping you've seen this, beloved, that I might be found in him, not having mine own righteousness. If I bring something to the table, I'm not found in him without my own righteousness. See, there's no duality. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man gets to the Father but by me. So he didn't bring two ways of thinking, two ways of action, because if you're acting in two ways, that makes you a double-minded man. And if you are a double-minded man, don't even let that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. He is unstable in all his ways. And since you are unstable in all of your ways, my God, my God, being unstable in all your ways means that you're walking like a drunk, never being able to get to where you're supposed to because you're disoriented. One step goes to the right, one step goes to the left. One step goes forward and one step goes back. So you are unstable in all your ways. But you're supposed to be the one that's found in him not having your own righteousness. 
which is legal for some people. That's what we're saying here. He said, which is of the law. That means it's legal to some people. Well, you know, everybody else do it. He didn't ask you to do what everybody else did. In fact, I'm trying to get to that scripture in 2 Corinthians where it's told you to come out from among them and be you separate. This is the company that you keep. It says that I may be found in him not having my own righteousness. I mean, people cannot even identify you because your righteousness is not what they see. They see the righteousness which is of God by faith. I need to be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but which, but that which is of the faith of Christ, mm-hmm. that which is through the faith of Christ, <laughs> the faith of Christ. I'm not talking about the faith Christ has. I'm talking about the faith that comes through my life. It's the faith of Christ. These little words mean something. See? I'm going to, as he responds, looking at him, following his example, as the faith of Christ. The faith of Christ never fails. Glory to God. That's true. The faith of Christ never fails. The devil thought he had won when Jesus was killed, but he didn't know that the faith of Christ was going to cause him to be victorious because he did exactly what the Father told him. That's the faith of Christ. That even though situations look horrible, forget bad, they look horrible. I know that the same way Abraham got into this faith, it says that Abraham believed God, who against hope believed in hope. That it might be done which was spoken to him, so shall I see thee. And so Paul, uh, so that Abraham was walking up the, the hill, and he had already received Isaac being raised from the dead in the vision. So it didn't matter what he had to go through. He said, no, 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 you're going to be raised from the dead. There's no other way about this. See? This is, he believes that. So I didn't just go up there and say, okay, God, I, I did what I could, now please help me. The angel had to stop him. So the Bible said the angel, angel stayed his hand, seeing that you will not withhold your son, your only son, from me. That's why that was the type of what Jesus was going to do. Because Abraham, being a covenant man, God was saying, okay, how much of the covenant are you going to execute? And so Abraham said, well, buddy, God's going to have to do it because this is the end for you. And the angel said, no, 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 don't do yourself no harm. You've made your testimony now. Not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which, which is through the faith, through the faith of Jesus, of Christ, the righteousness which is of God. By faith. Did you hear that twice? The righteousness which is of God. I'm so surrendered to that, that the righteousness that's being displayed is not even my righteousness. It's the righteousness of God. Glory to God. It is the righteousness of God through faith of Christ. I mean, there is no way you can lose. The faith of Christ, the, the, the faith through Christ and of God. Wow. Verse 10 that I might know him and in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. In your mind's eye, seeing Calvary 
and saying, Jesus was obedient unto death. Asking the question, am I obedient unto the death of this flesh right here? Or am I going to stand and, and, and practice my, I'm going to get my revenge, my payback? Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They, they, there is no debt here. Forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Lay not this to their charge. And as soon as he said that, Jesus said, come on up here. You're looking like me. You're operating like me. There's a lot of things that, 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 that happens uh, in the day-to-day activities that we have. Do we operate like that? Do we live by the faith through Christ, the faith of God, so that I can know what? That if by any means I might attain the resurrection of the dead. It's the company you keep. I said I was going to get here. So let's turn to um, let's turn to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. Chapter 6, verse 14 and following. See, we, we, we have to make a decision. The reason the company that you keep becomes the, the focus here, because in your mind, if you're thinking uh, a double-minded way, if you're thinking I can do this and that, you're going to be in trouble. Because it tells you that don't be deceived Evil communications, evil conversations, evil lifestyles, they corrupt good manners. He says, but I need for y'all to uh, awake to righteousness and sin not. For some don't have the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. That's First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 32 and 34. See? So, so, so if, if we're going to walk in darkness, walk in our sleep, being zombies, glory to God, not awoke to righteousness, but zombies heard the word. Come on, okay. Yeah, I didn't. All of the the living dead, zombies. That that whole uh, the whole scenario. They are dressed, but they can't get to their destination. They're dead, but they can't get the rest. They're dressed, but can't get to their destination. Do people hear you talking about talking like? but not walking like you got on the right clothes, but you don't reach your destination. Hmm. See, don't be deceived. <laughs> don't get it wrong. Evil lifestyles corrupt good manners. Awake to righteousness and sin no more. See, so if we're asleep, we're probably still in sin. Sin hides in darkness and you've been called as a children uncover sin personally you go get before god and you let the light of the glorious gospel shine unto you and you say okay no no no, that's just not right i can't think that way this is not the way he prepared me this is me listening to bad company Conversations that don't lend themselves to holiness. He that walketh uprightly, he that uh, prepares his heart before God, he said that's the person that's going to walk before him humbly. You're required to do that, God said. Walk humbly with your God. 
to, to show mercy and walk humbly with your God. You're required to do that. This is what is required, oh man. Second Corinthians chapter 6, starting at verse 14. It says, Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with the Belial or idol worshipers? Or what part is he that is an infidel? What part of a, is he that is a believer have with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, this is the good, I will do what? I will dwell in them and I will walk in them. So then let me just ask you a question here. Did you see the order of, of, of how God wants to work it out? He said, I will first do what? Dwell in them. And then you will see him walking around in them. We're asking God to do things, but if he doesn't have residence, he can't move in your life effectively. He dwells there, then he has actions that are are responding to your need. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, then you shall ask what you will. See, we got the, the, the heart and the horse in the wrong place, don't we? If you got the horse behind the cart, the only thing that that's going to do for you is you got to keep feeding the horse. You need to have the horse in front of the cart so that motion can be, you can move the thing that you wanted to move, which was the hay. But if you got the, the cart in front of the horse, all that horse is going to do is eat up the straw. See? So just, it says that God wants to dwell in you and then walk in you. Okay? And then you, he will be your God. I mean, just look at the order, y'all. I'm just looking at the order. He said, dwell first, walk second, and then you will be able to know him as what? God. And then you will be known as well, I mean, if you just see this, it, it, it works out accurately. First he dwells, then he moves. Then he's telling you by the movement that he has in your life, by the move, glory, by the motion that you allow him to, the rooms that you let him get to. All right? He wants, to, he wants you to serve him with all. So there's some parts of your heart you didn't let him in. You got the door closed. But if you, if you decide that you're going to let him dwell there, then walk and move around and, and, and cause things to be put in the right order. He says, now, when you do that, now I'll be a God to you. And you will then be seen as my people. See, then he says, now, because of that, wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Stop going back to the thing that we'd already talked about before, that you said that you're going um, to stop doing that. You're going to come away from that. You're going to be better at it. Stop doing the wrong thing. Do the right thing. And it says that I will then 
receive you, and I'll be a father unto you, and you will be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having therefore these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. I mean, you can see the, 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 the orchestrated steps here. Come out from among them. Be ye separate. You know, it takes two to, it takes two to tango. If you, lo- if you leave from the argument, the argument is over, isn't it? Amen. But if I'm going to stay there and continue to perpetuate uh, uh, trying to prove my point that I'm right, that's, not, that's, that's against what he said. He said, first of all, a soft answer is what's going to turn away wrath. So me yelling at you and you yelling at me, the wrath is not going anywhere, is it? Okay. He says, so having these promises, as you know that you are the one that is loved, having therefore these promises, dearly be loved. When you be hollering and screaming and cussing and fussing, you're not acting like you don't understand that you be loved. Amen. You, you, you be the apple of his eye. You be loved. And since you know that you are loved, you also should know that love never fails. See? You don't go away from a situation thinking that you are behind the eight ball. Love Never fails that I be loved. Having therefore these promises dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. The word let there is a, a, a verb. It means to stir up, to agitate, to trouble. So let's look at that. This is where we were last time. It says in John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, stir up. It said let. So I'm going to show you the let principle. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4. And after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there is at Jerusalem a sheep by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida. Having five porches, that's the number of grace. That's probably why God put it there so that they can be looking toward, looking at, looking for grace. They had an understanding of that. Having five tongues with having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving or the agitation of the water. This is the function of a let, because they're stirring up. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever was first after the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease that he had. Now, that's the way God introduced it so they can have a focus of it. But see, God has done greater than that for us because he has placed us inside the tower. They, the, this is the, the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in, and they are safe. 
but he didn't just leave it as in a one specific place. He did it one better. Out of your bellies will flow rivers of living water. I will dwell in them, and they shall be my people. See, that's what he wants to do. So he's already given you the answer. He's given you a living answer. Isn't it a living word? And the, the Holy Ghost, that's why he told you to receive the Holy Ghost so that you can have the answer on the inside of you. For whatsoever disease you, you might have, dis-ease is the word there, not just sickness. It is uncomfortable, not at ease. Dis-ease. And he says that once the, the, the troubling of the water, the letting process, it says you can be healed of whatsoever dis-ease you have. So we can either do that legally or we can do it illegally, according to his plans or according to our preferences. See, because if you don't think that the word of the Lord to you is, is, is going to win for you, that, then you're going to go to what you prefer. Amen. I guarantee you you're not going to get the victory because what you prefer has been trained into you, not what you have heard and received by faith. Proverbs chapter 3. And I guess I'll try to get to this and (laughs) get back. (laughs) Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 through like 18. Hope this is blessing you, beloved. We're going to have to cleanse ourselves. We're going to have to make choices. Because God gives you the power to choose. And then that which you choose is what you're going to participate in. Let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and of the spirit. Okay. Stop stop doing it of the flesh and stop rehearsing it in your spirit. I say these things all the time. When we go to prayer, generally, we've been thinking it's okay to bring the the, the problem to the prayer. God, this is what they did, and I understand that. But we should grow up in him, shouldn't we? So then we should just go, since in his presence is fullness of joy. Why am I going into the place that has joy unspeakable and telling him, reminding him about all the stuff that they done did? Why don't I just partake of the joy that's unspeakable? Selah. I want to tell them, God God knew what they did. When the children of Israel got to the promised land, after they had seen the goodness of God, God says, now, I'm going to take you back to the people that wouldn't let you get into the promised land. I know what they did. I remember what they did. Let God bring that conversation up, not you. See, we think they get, well, they, they got away. If I don't tell them, no, 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 no. Trust God. Love God. Love people. Proverbs chapter 3. My son, forget not my law, but... Here's that operative word again. Let thine heart keep my commandments. 
See, you can either follow God or get lost in your own hurts, pains, fears, and, and, and distrust. It, it, either way. And God, being God, he's going to let you. But he said here, if you're in a relationship with him, my son, don't forget my law. Let thine heart keep my commandments. Why? Here comes his plan. If you would keep the commandments in your heart, if you would walk upright before him, if you would uh, approach his holy hill with clean hands and a clean heart, watch what he wants to give you when you come that way. When you come another way, you're not going to get this. Okay? If you come there forgetting his law, forgetting his statue, wanting to do it your way, he says, you're going to forfeit what I want you to have. When you keep my commandments in your heart, length of days and long life and peace shall they add to you. Wow. If I let my heart remain pure and don't try to go out and get revenge, darkening my own heart, darkening my understanding, see, then I will be able to participate in something that's unique. He said length of days and long life. That tells me that length of days and long life must be two separate things. Otherwise, he would not have had to say length of days and long life. He would have just said length of days. I, I brought this up before. Length of days. Haven't you had a day? that you just wish would just end and just seems to go on forever and ever and nothing's working right. You just want to let this day end. That was the length of a day. It works on both sides. There's been some time that everything was going perfect, and I didn't want that day to end at all. See, that is a length of a day. Long life is separate. And if we understand how to do it accurately, all of the life that we live will be lengthened for us by good. Amen. Remember in Jeremiah 17, it says that if you trust in the Lord the way you're supposed to, it says you will not see evil. You won't see it coming. See? But if you're going to go up there and do it your way, then you won't see when good comes. That's when he started talking about the heart that was desperately wicked above all things. Who can know it? Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 1 through 8. See, he says that, 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 that the sin is written with the pen of a diamond. It's etched in there. See, but you're going to have to let your heart keep his commandments for length of days. And that would be good by itself and long life, long life. Okay. We're doing better. And peace shall they add unto the men. Come on. All of your days can be lived forever in this abounding peace. Wow. But you've got to decide that you're going to let your heart keep his commandments. Stir them up. Listen at them instead of listening at your flesh. Listen at them instead of listening at people that don't have a heart toward God. Let your heart keep his commandments. Let For length of days, long life and peace shall they add to you. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. So that tells me that I can put my heart in the position that mercy and truth is going to do what? Forsake me. Let not. 
keep stirring up the good stuff, and you 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 have a river that flows of the abundance of God, of the grace of God. There is a river. That river does what? It makes glad the people of God. Glory to God. Don't let mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. And he says, if you would do this, so shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Wow. See, he said, let this. In, in, um, in, in Romans chapter 19, excuse me, chapter 14, verse 19, it told us to let us therefore follow after the things that make for peace and the things wherewith we may edify one another. See, we've been told to follow spiritual forces, follow after the things that make for peace. In, in, in uh, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, says, follow peace with all men and follow holiness. Why? Because without such, no man shall see the Lord. That, that whole experience where revelation is going to uh, control your heart because God is going to take you into the new thing. That's what Stephen had. He looked steadfastly to heaven, and he saw glory. He saw Jesus. Follow peace and follow holiness, because if you don't, you will not see the Lord. It says in Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22, it says, flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, follow faith, follow charity, follow peace with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. Follow this. See, God has set up your path for victory, but it's the company that you keep. You can have the commandments where you meditate on day and night. See, because as you meditate on them, they become more and more ingrained. That's how you let him dwell there. It, it becomes his house, not your house. Come on. See, it's Christ in you, the hope of glory. See, it becomes his house, not yours. I, 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 I don't even have to worry about it. Mm, that's good, sir. If, if it's his house and he's standing guard, then he won't let people in my house that's going to hurt me, will he? He's going to stop them. Amen. But if I'm going to go out there and hobnob with them, then I gave them right to come into my house. See? I've dismissed myself from prayer because he said my house, this temple, is supposed to be called a house of prayer, not a house of complaint. But we find ourselves complaining day after day, don't we? Because we didn't understand how to allow God to rule and reign. Everybody wants to make Jesus a Savior. Everybody don't want to make him Lord. It's his house. The company that you keep. He said, bind them upon the table of your heart. Hmm. Upon the table of your heart. If it's your heart, 
then it should be protected. That's what he said in Proverbs chapter 4. He said, guard your heart with all diligence. Why? For out of that heart, be it guarded or unguarded, flows the issues of life. If the heart is not guarded, then your issues of life are going to be terrible. They're going to be hard because the way of a transgressor is hard. But if your heart is committed to him, then he will let life flow out of that heart. The things that you need, the answers that you're seeking, the deliverance that's yours, it'll flow out of that heart. Guard that heart with all diligence. It says, if you will do that, write them up on the table of your heart. Write them up on the table of your heart. If I'm writing those things on my heart, those would be the things that I say. The pen is like a ready writer. Isn't that what he said? Your, your tongue is the pen of a ready writer. Yeah. See? So then if I've got the word in my heart, that's what's going to come out. Whatever thing you have in your heart in abundance, Jesus said, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So then if you would write them on the table of your heart, then your heart will speak out of the abundance of that word that's in there. And as you speak out of the abundance of your heart, the word that's in there, you will find favor and you will find good understanding in the sight of God and man. Wow. I mean, it's just all things have to work together for your good now because your heart is releasing that which is good, that which is perfect. If we walk upright before him, he said, he will not withhold any good thing from those that walk uprightly. See? Then the, 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 the scripture that we uh, uh, know and quote, he says, when you find this favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man, then what will happen is you will be able to trust in the Lord with all your heart. You'll stop walking drunk, leaning, falling, prepared for, for failure. You'll say you won't be leaning to your own understanding, but in all your ways, you'll be able to acknowledge God. And then as you do that, look at the things that happen. You can ask him, believe him, know that he will then direct your path. But if you're not trusting in the Lord with all your heart, just a part of your heart, then the part that you're not trusting him with is going to lean to your own understanding. I have an acronym for the word trust, and that is the T is for taking our rest in the unity, you, and stand, therefore. Taking rest in unity and stand, therefore. You don't have to go do anything because the trust causes your victory to be seen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Out of this place where you take rest in unity and stand therefore, now he can do what? He can direct your paths. 
Notice it was an S on that word path. Sometimes we think that we got to do it this way, and it ain't, if I don't hurry up and do it now, it ain't going to work. No, he's going to give you multiple options. If, if you will acknowledge him in all your ways, then he will give you options with an S. He'll direct your path. His mercy is new every morning. If you didn't do it yesterday, he still will be there directing your path as you trust in him with all your heart. See? These are the things that God wants to do for us, beloved. But it's the company that you keep. You can lock him out, block his word, do it your way, and then that means you're going to be leaning, preparing for a fall. Last time I checked, a lean always precedes the fall. Then you're going to go to belly aching and crying and complaining when you could have just said, I'm going to trust him in all my heart. I mean, Stephen was in a position where he had to trust him with all his heart, and his check was going to be cashed real quick. They was on their way to kill him. Wow. We just want to not to go through this or not to have to do that. See, Stephen trusted God with all his heart, didn't lean to his own understanding. Heard the, 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 the word of the Lord that says, if I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost, I've got to let go of all the sin. I can't hold on to the sin. Whatever sin I hold on to me, I can't take that sin to heaven. I need to get that thing free. Why should I wrestle with that sin for 20 years? Let it go. Release them. Don't charge them with that. And as I live in this position, I live in the position of victory. It's the, the company that you keep. Your way or God's way? Will you function in the vanity of your mind and then fight to get to something that's better? Or will you allow him to direct your paths and take you to that which is greater? Your way or God's way? He's waiting on you. Father, we just bless you, praise you, and thank you for your word that you're sent to heal us and deliver us from all of our fears and destruction. Thank you that you are so concerned about us and the life that you made for us, how you want us to participate in your plan, function in your precepts so that we can experience good at your hand. Thank you, Father, that we are purposed to allow you to lead us into truth, to protect us by your truth, to prepare us through your truth so that we can win according to your plan and your ways. We give you praise, sir. We give you glory and honor. Committing it to you is done. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the redeemed of the Lord's head together. Amen. 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 Well, beloved, as we always do, we get to this time, we'll allow you to ask any questions or make comments about the ministry tonight. So if you have any questions or comments, uh, we'll give you a chance to do that. Area code 404-490-7875. Any comments about the ministry tonight? Any comments or questions? 404-490-7875. Go ahead. Yes. When I get growing up, (laughs) I want to become more (laughs) like Stephen. Stephen. Yeah. He had great... He had great love and trust in God. 
and I want to be just like him, and that way I could be more and more in God's house. Yeah, that's what I got out of that today. Yeah. Hey, amen. I mean, Stephen was a, a great example um, of the grace of God and the power of God, because in the worst situation, death, Stephen got the victory, because again, it said he went to sleep. It didn't say that Stephen died. It said he went to sleep. And there's a big difference if we understand how God functions in our lives for our lives to bring us to victory. Yeah, let's, let's be more like Stephen. Amen. The first martyr, but the one that God caused us to see so that we won't. The Bible says that uh, we don't not supposed to love our life unto death anyway. Amen. That's what it says. Okay. So if you if you love yourself more than you love God, yourself gonna get you in trouble. I'll tell you that right quick. Every <laughs> code, every um, code three one two three three zero four zero four two. You have the mic. Every code three one two three three zero four zero four two. Any comments or questions about the ministry today? Every code three one two three three zero four zero four two. Amen. Thank you for being on the call. You might have had to step away. That's okay. Amen. Area code 770-964-7501. Any comments or questions about the ministry tonight? Yes. uh, (laughs) I enjoyed every bit of it, but it says something that I read some years ago that I always amazed about. It's always saying that Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father praying for us. Stephen yeah. is the first person in the Bible I've ever seen where he got a standing ovation. That's because the one. That's the place yeah. that I've ever seen where it says three things, uh, four things happened. First of all, he saw heaven open. Yep. He saw the glory of God. Yeah. He said, "God the Father," and then mm-hmm. yeah. he saw Jesus standing at the right hand. First right. standing That's ovation. Right. Ever seen in in in, in heaven, and I, wow. in my mind, I could just imagine yeah. Jesus was cheering them on because of yeah. the stand that he was making in the Word, and telling them, "Come on, Stephen, go on and say what you got to say." I have never yeah. seen nobody else in the Bible get a standing ovation and call Jesus to get up from the right hand of God and stand up. That blew right. my mind when I. Read. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And the next one is going to be all of us. That'll be the next time that he stands up. Because he's going to stand up and tell us to come home. But we've got to get right. Uh, he's not going to do it. Amen. That, that, that's why he's, amen. That's why he's still seated, because we ain't ready. If you want to see Jesus move, get ready. Get ready, get ready. Okay, no, I'm just, <laughs> but we're going to have to uh, begin to activate the promises that he left us. He left these promises for us so that we can come into the place where optimum victory is seen. Amen. Amen. Well, I just want to thank all of y'all for uh, being on the on the ministry tonight. And if this ministry has been a blessing to you, then uh, we ask you that you would give an offering uh, to the Lord. Those of you who are cyber members and your tithes and your gifts and offerings are already on the way because as you give, you help us to stay on the air, to, to, to get done what God has asked us to do in these days. 
Okay, this is not uh, seed that's scattered. Oh, well, thank you, Jesus. This is not seed that is just scattered. This is intentional seed. And because you sow intentional seed, you will get what was required by that intentional seed. When you plant uh, corn you, seeds, you don't expect to get watermelons. This, this is the window and avenue where you can plant in, in, intentional seeds, and God will give to you the things that are necessary for your life in this window, in this season. Glory to God. So just go to the website at livedeliverance.com and find the donate tab and uh, release your faith in the seed that God has put in your hand. We're uh, the Lord of the seed. God is the, Jesus is the Lord of the harvest. So if you don't plan anything, please, please don't expect anything. All right? Because then that makes you a, a thief and a robber. And no robber has any inheritance in the kingdom of heaven. So be obedient to the Lord. And, and, and go to the website, livedeliverance.com, and sow your seed of expectation because of the intention of your heart. So until the next time when we get together, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his shalom. Until the next time, be blessed.